Thank you for listening to episode 11 of The Kindness Rebellion. This episode, I spoke with my good friend Jules, a rap artist from our very own Salt Lake City. We discussed his upcoming concert, which will raise funds to provide food grow kits and free haircuts for people experiencing homelessness in Utah. We also discussed the personal and cultural impacts of homelessness and how we can all help these individuals reclaim their dignity. Make sure to like and share the podcast or do whatever it is you do to let me know that you like it. Thanks for listening. Jules, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Dude, yeah, thanks for Appreciate having me. Appreciate it. In this really cool space. Hell yeah. Me too. Oh yeah, I definitely invited you here. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, we can. I don't know how we want to jump right in, or if we just want to kind of like ease into it. One of the things that I've been really excited to talk to you about is just kind of like how you're using music to influence change. You know. Yeah. Um, so let's honestly let's just jump right into it. Tell me about it, man. Um, we're gonna be throwing a show in june or july mm-hmm. and we're gonna use the money raised from that show um, from vendors and performers mm-hmm. and we're gonna partner with q leadens and vibasta nice to uh give homeless people um easy to prepare ultra healthy food mm-hmm. amongst other things yeah like, uh, along along with other things mm-hmm. uh haircuts food bank food mm-hmm. um we're going to be teaching them how to prog- program JavaScript, which is going oh, to be really no exciting. Way. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. This, this honestly, all of it is just like super exciting to me. And uh, just real quickly, like tell us uh, what your, you know, your, uh, let me get this straight. Is it rap group, hip hop group? Like I'm new to this space in general. So like, yeah. who are you guys? You know, what, what do you like? Yeah. Who are you guys? Um, well, I'm doing this as sort of a solo venture. Okay. Perfect. Um, some of my some people have reached out. Mm-hmm. Um, this lovely woman named Faith mm-hmm. um, is going to be helping me. Okay, uh, she's going to be preparing fresh food, mm-hmm. um, stocked like uh, like vegetables, fruits, that yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, and also, um, oh man, she's going to be doing haircuts for the homeless. Okay, perfect, which is really cool. That 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 does make a big difference, especially when you know they're just kind of trying to get back on their feet. Exactly. And I, the thing that makes me so excited about it is just that um, you know you're at least you're doing something to try and help these people. And most of it is trying to just kind of get them picked up yeah. and just like help them understand how to, you know, individually care for themselves, like through their food and their, you know, health that way, especially cause like, obviously that's a very essential part to living. Yeah. Um, and, and then just the, the added help of uh, throwing in like free haircuts and stuff like that. It just, it makes a big difference. Totally. So I, I am curious why you chose to kind of use your voice and your, your motivation for change um, to help, people experiencing homelessness um, because no one else is quite frankly for, fuck, for fuck's sake there's yeah. no one like these people are fucking drowning yeah um they have no one else to turn to mm-hmm. um as someone who ex- has experienced homelessness mm. um and the type of the type of uh mindset that puts you in the type yeah. of environment and reality you're surrounded with mm-hmm. no one is helping these fucking people no one with their billions of dollars, no one with the state with all their infinite resources uh, who have money to do anything and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one is helping them. Not only are and, we not helping them, we're like actively pushing yes. them down and pushing them away. They're freezing and starving and being infected to death 
and no one is doing anything about it. Um, and that's why, because it is essential. And if you're a creator and you have a big outreach and you have a lot of influence, um, and you're not doing this, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Flat out. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what anyone else says. Like to be not involved Mm -hmm. is corny Yeah, to be like, apolitical mm-hmm. is corny to me yeah especially in like especially when it's something that can you don't have to do a lot to do sorry there's not a lot that has to be done in terms of going a long way for these individuals totally like, there it, it's insane how you know you talk about just like people just don't even fucking care about them in the sense that you know when we're walking down the street and we see someone experiencing homelessness we don't even fucking look at them in the eyes we've know? dehumanized homeless oh, people ex- extremely because yeah. they they represent a, the opposite of uh the American, the the modern American ideal, mm-hmm. which is this merit, this 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 idea of like a meritocracy, and yeah. that, you know, if you work the hardest, you're going to succeed, and these yep. people aren't working at all, which yep. is like, first of all, totally bullshit. It, it, is. it helps a lot if you're rich, white, mm-hmm. male, you know. Yeah, exactly. It helps a lot if you're not black. It helps a lot mm-hmm. if you're not a woman, mm-hmm. you know, um, or have any sort of like. It, anything affecting the way that you can even process daily life. Totally. It, it, the, the idea that we're in this like, you know, very um, noble meritocracy, you're right. is just total bullshit. And I um, want, like, I kind of wanted you to actually dive in a little bit if you're okay with it, um, your experience of homelessness, because I think it's, it's like you said, we really do dehumanize them and we really do just like we, uh, we create this sense that they deserve what, what they're experiencing. And yeah. then we have absolutely no, capability of empathy and understanding what that could even be like or um what we would do in a situation experiencing homelessness so if you wouldn't mind talking about it a little bit well i mean i if i could i'd like to also like uh kind of build on what you were just saying which is that um what's so crazy to me is that the people the people are enforcing this like dehumanizing behavior towards homeless people the most Mm -hmm. are people who are like what what's so funny about this whole thing is like dude like it's like it's like that it's like a it's like the guy who like is like uh hiding behind like social justice issues and mm. is like like she's not gonna fuck you bro yeah like, it's the same thing like <laughs> elon musk is you're so far away from like these uh. people that you just fetishize and you fetishize their like mm-hmm. their work ethic and they're do, do we all have the same 24 hours bro mm-hmm. like yeah. they're, they're you're so far from them um and yet you've been like you you've uh you you've been sold this idea of like american exceptionalism and mm-hmm. and this idea of like the sweat of your brow you know mm-hmm. um which is so bullshit and so corny yeah and so untrue uh but it it's it's the same thing it's like dude like you it's a it's a it's a carrot also to dangle. It's yeah. like a, it's I like conserve every every fucking election cycle, conservatives say they're gonna deal with immigration, but they're mm-hmm. not going to no. because they need their cheap labor. Yeah. Like exactly. to keep it a stack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a say like it's it's interesting. Um but uh, and it, you know it's both sides like mm-hmm. you know they're like every every four years like the Democrats uh, say they're gonna deal with uh, police relations yeah. and they never do because they need the money from the from yeah. from the state and the protection exactly yeah yeah um, no yeah my experience with homelessness uh, happened when I was a kid and we were bouncing around a lot um, I stayed with my mom uh, in a YWCA mm-hmm. as well as some shelters and stuff yeah. uh, to keep it. I mean, the reason it resonates with me really is like experiencing that was big, but like 
watching other people experience it themselves is it's dehumanizing, man. Yeah, it's it really, really fucked up and no one's doing anything at all. Well, I, I appreciate that you are so passionate about it and that you want to use your, you know, your art, your artistry and your ability to communicate uh, through your art and your music to try and make actual like tangible differences in people's lives. So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it for one thing. And um, I think... I think you're right, dude. Like people aren't doing enough about it and it's too easy to just allow ourselves to marginalize them and, you know, tell ourselves that they deserve it. And, uh, it's, it's causing way more problems than it's worth. And I wanted to kind of touch back on this idea that you were talking about where, you know, where we fetishize, you know, the billionaire class and all of these elites and sort of tell ourselves like, Oh yeah, if I work hard enough, I'll be just like them. But you know, I, I saw this thing recently that's like, you are never three good months away from being Elon Musk, but you are always three months being away homeless. from being homeless. And so we, we need to understand that those people could be us at any moment. Totally. Not just not just to act out of self-preservation, but to actually establish true empathy with these people and try and make a real difference in their lives. And I'm so happy that you're not only willing to do that, but like willing to carry the torch and make sure that you're, you know, mobilizing other people to do it. Yeah. So. I mean, we're getting there soon. Yeah. Um, you know, this might be like doomer, like black pilled, but like, <laughs> you know, like when you went, you know, in 10 years when, when we, uh, when we decide to like spend our last $300 billion on like <laughs> weapons tech <laughs> yeah. instead of like diabetes medication yeah, and you have to keep and, 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 and solar power isn't working and mm -hmm. all this other stuff, like there's no power in your house mm -hmm. and you need to keep your insulin cold. Mm -hmm. Like this minutia, this, this, this whole like, what are your values? What do you stand for? Mm -hmm. This minutia will all fade. Yeah, it really will. And like shit will get really that this that's when things will get interesting. Yeah. I try not to I also try not to get like to doomsday, but like it's it's on the horizon and it's a possibility. And it, I, exactly. that's that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the podcast is it's not necessarily being like, oh, it's all doom and gloom, like run for your lives. But at the same time, it's like that is a possibility and we have to make a choice now. Totally. And um and I think, you know, connecting with and mobilizing people that are experiencing the absolute worst of this system and the absolute worst of our culture and our society, actually being able to connect, understand them and mobilize them is going to be absolutely essential um, to making a real difference. And yeah. it's, it's unfortunate to me that a lot of people have just kind of written them off or, you know, treat them as human garbage. Um, so I, I really value that. And I, I guess I wanted to, um, you know, I kind of wanted to talk more about, how homelessness fits into, uh, you know, our, our, our paradigms as a society in general kind of thing. Um, I think, I think the reflection is in my music, like the reflection yeah. of like, here's like, here's this really crazy, like string, like high, like just, here's this sound that sounds really fucking expensive. Right. Mm -hmm. And then here's like a three, six, like three, six mafia vocal sound like that. Yeah. Like, you could go down Rodeo in LA. Yeah. And you could drive ten minutes and you'd and you'd be in like Long Beach. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I think it's so. It's so close. Everything mm -hmm. is ten minutes away. Mm -hmm. And like try as hard as we can uh to push these people out. They're mm -hmm. always there. Yeah. You're like the Rolex I you know, there's a Rolex store at City, at City Creek. Mm -hmm. It's homeless people at City Creek. Mm -hmm. Like everything like everything is way closer than we try to act. Yeah. Um there, there is a, there's a feeling of separation. Um, there's a great quote. I can't remember how exactly like verbatim, but it's mm -hmm. like, 
first class business class in a plane crash, we all die, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's, I don't know. Wealth's fake, all that, you know, like all that shit, you know? It's, it's interesting how that, that separation between us and, you know, uh, people experiencing homeless is, is purely psychological, right? That's the paradigm though, is Mm -hmm. everything is five to 10 minutes from, from everything else. Yeah. No, no, it's just outside your window, Mm -hmm. you know? And all you got to do is look around. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, I love that actually, because it really is not hard to see that. And, and it's interesting how we do as a, like through our legislation, just as a society, even personally, just um, continue trying to push them out. And uh, I like, you know, there was, there's a, this like crackdown here in SLC where they were just trying to, you know, end homeless. Or, I don't know. It's, it's insane how ending homelessness yeah, always they're trying turns to end into it by like killing crim- them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how they're trying to fucking end homelessness. What the fuck? It's, it's not actually curing the problem at all. No. Um, and, it's just insane to me that the idea of like fighting homeless homelessness is criminalizing them or criminalizing the spaces that they're trying to just exist in. Yeah. Right? Like you can't like loitering. You yeah. Could get, you could get uh, arrested for loitering. Yeah. Like literally just occupying space <sighs> without purchasing something. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. We've monetized standing somewhere. Existing. Monetized. That's existing. crazy. Yeah. It's fucked up. And it's insane how, it, you know, cause like technically when loitering is illegal or even just like that law in general, right. Yes. You, I could go and loiter somewhere, but mm-hmm. because I'm not appearing like, you know, extremely poor, yes. it would not be enforced in any way, shape or form. Totally. So we really use these as like a smoke screen to just criminalize and further push down and uh, marginalize these people. Yeah. It's and, like, st- like, like the, the like Giuliani era NYPD was not stopping and frisking every fucking person. No, dude. It, uh, like most laws, especially like low level legislation, like laws that are like enforced on a gra- on a street level yeah. by cops. Mm-hmm. It's all like black and brown people and yeah. poor people. Yeah. That's all it's ever has ever been made. Exactly. To do. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called The New Jim Crow. And oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. And it talks about how the war on drugs has been used to like create a racial caste. Uh, totally. For specific, specifically for black men. Um, but it, you know, it talks about discretion uh, with law enforcement and uh, talks about just like how, you know, technically uh, they could get just as many drug busts by going to some frat house uh, yep. and getting a bunch of white kids. Black but, and white people do the same amount of drugs, man. Oh, yeah. I- the exact amount. In fact, um, they, they were doing a study of like uh, of high school students and they found that across all these different drugs except marijuana, um, white people were more likely to be doing them than black yeah. people. And with marijuana, it was equal. It was the same amount mm-hmm. of people, but of course the uh, criminalization of those things is not the same. And it's the same for all these bullshit laws that we create around homelessness. It's not meant to actually like help anyone or clean up anything. It's no, it's that they have a illusion. monopoly on violence, man. Ooh. That's all it's, that's all it's ever been. Shit. That's a really, I love that phrase monopoly on violence. Cause that's really all they want. It's, it's it? what the state has with the police. Jesus. They don't help people. They shot, they fucking killed an autistic kid. Just here in Salt Lake? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like a year ago, maybe? Like, they just, like, you know, it's a war crime. It's a literal war crime to shoot uh, rubber bullets, like, directly at oh, people. shit. And, like, like they're supposed tear to gas and shit, too? Yeah. They're supposed to bounce off the ground. It's oh literally God. a war crime. But as they long were as it's domestic, people, it's okay. Ex- Jesus, yeah, the state fuck, the state has a monopoly on violence, um, and you can't, you can't compete with that. You no. cannot compete with the amount of drugs that the state funnels in mm-hmm. um you cannot compete with the tax dollars that the state generates via drug trafficking you cannot in any crime mm-hmm. not just drugs 
violence, sex trafficking, whatever. Yeah. You can't compete with the state. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll take care of you. Yeah. Because they're doing that. <laughs> For fuck's and now, sake. That's how, we, how do you think we have like certain amount like how do you think we have certain taxpayer money or tax money you know yeah exactly they all do the same shit man Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering like they just have the most guns yeah they really do they've got the firepower and they've monopolized violence i'm going to be using that term a lot by the way (laughs) i'm I'm wondering like you know we sort of so i i love that you're mobilized to help people experiencing homeless homelessness and kind of trying to fight the system in that way um and I, I am curious to talk more about kind of like, you know, the the actual health aspects of it and trying yeah. to, you know, uh, build up their own um, digestive health or just specifically like healthier are familiar, food. Are you familiar with the term food desert? No, I'm not. Um, so basically in low income areas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of healthy food in a, in a certain mile radius is way lower as opposed to high income. Oh. We've essentially, we've, lo- we've turned healthy living into a luxury good yeah like shit stuff that is arguably cheaper to manufacture it's cheaper to grow something yeah far and like a farm to table process is a lot cheaper than farm to manufacture to scientists who add and all this other shit yeah it's arguably cheaper um if not like around the same price so like we we've uh we've uh we've we've turned healthy living into a luxury uh, into a luxury experience, health, God. health, health brand. And that's my whole thing with, uh, you know, no one, like no one, even the, like the food they get at the homeless shelter mm-hmm. is not like ideal. Obviously I want to donate a lot of that to like food bank stuff, yeah. like non-perishables. We got to do something, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And like, you know, as much as I'd love to like financially, I'm not in the position to buy yeah. them fucking, that's the hard part, you know, Caesar salads yeah. from uh, wherever, you <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. It's, and I'm, I don't, I've never, I've never even encountered that term food desert and it totally makes sense because, you know, we, we are like, even on just like a more like, uh, I don't know, middle-class understanding of it. You know, we know that it's sometimes actually more often cheaper to go buy a fucking McDonald's hamburger Mm -hmm. than it is to go and actually purchase like fruits and vegetables and stuff. And I just, I didn't think about the magnitude of that on it, you know, on a level of someone experiencing homelessness, let alone just like extreme poverty in general. Poverty. Mm -hmm. The line is poverty. It is. Yeah. Which is like most people, most people are paycheck to paycheck. (sighs) Like how, like, Maybe you're you're probably an outlier. You probably mm-hmm. eat pretty clean, just because of how you, how much you know about the human body. Yeah, most people do not eat like you do. No. Like people at your, I don't I don't know what you make, mm-hmm. but like like roughly from like from like fifteen thousand to forty five thousand a year. Yeah, right. Yeah, roughly right. Yeah, most people in that bracket do not eat as clean as you. Most no. people eat like shit. Like yeah, McDonald's. Most nights or mm-hmm. fast food most nights. Yeah, definitely. And then shitty like Cheetos and just literal just poison. and shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. That It's crazy because like, and it's hard to just be like, I like how you point out that, um, you know, this, uh, it, that it's a, a luxury to eat healthy because it's not as easy as just telling someone, come on, you got to change your diet. You got to just, you got to just be more individually responsible because that's obviously only like, like, I'd say less than half of the picture because you got to have that accessibility to it. And then, and the time, like most people, time. you know, theoretically you could buy a pound of chicken mm-hmm. and a thing of a carton of eggs mm-hmm. and uh, some vegetables and stuff 
And then when are you going to get the time? Let's say you're, let's say you have, let's say you work two jobs. Yeah. When you get home, you're fucking exhausted. Yeah. You sit like, it is way easier to, to eat in a disassociative way. Yeah. Where you're just putting something in your body that's garbage. That's oh, cheap, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. And that, uh, also importantly, like just kind of stimulates you too, right? Yep. It's got to be del- like overly delicious. It's not yes. about the actual, you know, content. Sustenance. Of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, you know, we, we both know Sam. Uh, Sam's actually a huge reason that I've even started this podcast. I love him to death. Um, and so I know that you're pretty much part. He's okay. With him. Oh yeah. He's, he's kind of, he's kind of a dick. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll love that. <laughs> um, but, uh, like so, what what is that partnership with him looking like? Um, what was the reason behind it, and uh, how does it work? Um, well, in twenty in the beginning of twenty twenty one, I met Sam at a show at Liquid Joe's, mm-hmm. um, and he was just like a cool ass dude. And we hung out again, and he mm-hmm. told me he's like, dude, you know, like ninety percent of your serotonin is reg- is regulated in your stomach. And I was like, shit, I didn't know that, right? Yeah. And at the time, I was three hundred fifty pounds, mm-hmm. and I'm six six, so like, yeah, three hundred fifty looks a lot different on me than like. Someone else, yeah. Yeah, like a lot. Most people probably look like my my half ton life. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. with three hundred fifty pounds on them. Oh, yeah, I look yeah. bad. Uh huh. Um, but because I took his advice, uh, and started eating healthy mm-hmm. and like fermented my stomach via his program with like yeah. kombucha and yeah. took took the took the Sam pill. The Sam pill, yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, and I started um, I started t- using his uh, sprouting kits and his and his uh, growing kits. Mm-hmm. Um. I lost like 65 pounds last year. It's fucking amazing. Dude. Right. Yeah. So like I, the reason I took so much interest in him and his specifically his products is because I'm like, when it comes to preparing stuff, like I'm, I'm really good at music and mm-hmm. I have a good eye for like, I guess clothes or what like, yeah. there's, I, I have good taste mm-hmm. and I make, and I'm good at music. Yeah. Everything else to me is like, and, and basketball, yeah. everything else is like, it just kind of goes over your head. Yeah. yeah. And so like, he was able to, he was able to understand, he, I was able to understand him mm-hmm. and the, ex- the instructions on how to use something like that. Yeah. Like with my chimp brain. You know? so like, <laughs> it does make it so easy because exactly. I actually have my own growing kit as well. And it, it's absolutely fucking amazing. Cause like, you know, even just the idea of like growing your own food, it just seems so complex and like, there's totally. probably just so much to it. And it's sort of been like monopolized by the agricultural space, you know, we, and we sort of just think that it's, uh, what's the point if I can just go to the grocery store and buy, you know, however much, even, yeah. you know, even if it's not healthy, it's just like, what's the point? It, this is way more accessible and simple, mm-hmm. but Sam has found a way to make that accessible. And well, also the new, like, uh, the way he's growing them, the mm-hmm. sprout, like the sprouts specifically oh, yeah, yeah. are way more nutritionally dense yes. and rich yeah. than, uh, then you're like, if you got one of his, uh, like one of his bean sprouts, mm-hmm. and it, like it would have like forty times the nutritional value, yeah. As opposed to, uh, like beans from the store, yeah. Whatever. Like fully yeah. grown mm-hmm. beans, and so like he, him explaining that, and then like me using him using it via his instructions, mm-hmm. I was like, this is so easy, yeah. It really is. Um, and then we started talking about he had like a uh, he had a uh, a friend who used to like teach like uh inner city kids how to like garden mm. and then like that sparked the idea essentially okay. i was like dude what if we just like gave this to homeless people yeah for so, free that's amazing yeah. I, I love that idea now i mean i do have like a, a quick logistical question about this totally like um if we if we were to kind of give them these growing kits like uh yeah. their access to electricity because it does require a grow light now i'm 
I'm wondering if, if it really, for one thing, if it really does, if it's going to be able to withstand the elements. Cause like, um, I wonder how they can still utilize this product, mm-hmm. um, while still being homeless. For sure. Um, well his, his specific sprouting kits, the ones mm-hmm. I had in mind, yeah. um, require sunlight, mm-hmm. just sunlight. Gotcha. So they, they, it's like a mason lights. jar with a, uh, with a thing. Oh like a yeah. Sleeve that like, uh, it's like a screen type thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And okay. so th- those, those ones specifically were the ones I had in mind, That's genius. which are nutritionally dense mm-hmm. and literally the easiest thing ever to use and yeah. require no resources beyond like the actual uh, water. Yeah. Okay. Know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And that honestly, I think it could be a, a big game changer. I really do yeah. uh, for, for these people because, um, if nothing else, you know, they are getting this experience of just having people be like, Hey, I give a fuck about you. Yeah. Um, I think like there's this way that I think you can help yourself and kind of like help sustain yourself a little bit. And, um, and it's just kind of, I think that little step of just giving them a sense of empowerment over their own life totally. is going to be so psychologically beneficial in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm curious, I'm curious to hear how you think about that. Cause obviously I've never experienced homelessness. So I wonder if, do you think they're going to be receptive to this? Um, I think, I think it all needs to be wrapped neatly. Yeah. I, that's what I've been focusing on lately. Okay. It's all sort of in its infancy stages. Yeah. Um, right now I'm getting artists on board. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. we're, we're planning something for June. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm trying to think of the best way to come around to these people, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, which is to say like, what, what is going to be the most beneficial, obviously physically, like yeah. uh, from a health perspective, I think I already have that down, but yeah. um, from an emotional perspective, how to be like, mm. you know, how to not, how to, how to make sure that like people know like that they're valued yeah. and like people care about them. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a huge feat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard because we like the way we live, especially like Utah, man, like people, mm-hmm. other places are different. Like, um, Every like people, unless you're like related to people or mm-hmm. close friends, people are cold here, man. Yeah, they, they really, really they brush you off and they yeah. they act like you're not there. It's true, yeah. And I can't imagine how much worse it is if you know you're experiencing homelessness because yeah. like you just it's gonna fuck you up. Totally. Um, I love that. I, I I really appreciate that you create that you're including that dimension because you know I I think it's easy if we're if we get excited about something like where I want to help people, it's easy to kind of be like. Like, well, I'm helping them, so obviously they're gonna want my help, and it's gonna be perfect. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it's, I think it's really valuable that you're aware of that dimension and that you're wanting to find a way to, you know, best address it and come yeah. up to it. Because, I mean, people above everything else are prideful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard a, for it's hard sometimes for people to accept things. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a powerful human emotion, and it's a it's very present. Yeah. And and I wonder how how much more powerful it is or even more present it is in someone who's just trying to hold on to any sense of pride whatsoever. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah, to someone who is desperate, desperately mm -hmm. clinging to their pride. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. I think, I think that's a, I'm, I'm excited to kind of start helping. Um, I'm excited to, you know, even just, even at the prospect of moving forward with this, you know, I, I think having you come on the podcast, I I don't want you to feel like you got to have it all figured out. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate that you're like, I'm, I'm, you got this good vision, you've got this good plan and you're getting ready to move forward with it. I wonder how, uh, so how can other people really help with this? Is it, is it mostly like just supporting monetarily with their yes. shows or is it, uh, okay. Yes. Come to our, come to the, come to come this to show. Events. Yeah. Donate money. I have a Venmo, mm-hmm. all that. 
Perfect. Give me money for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you, to you need buy to buy McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the good shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like and and a uh, crocodile and oh, stuff. Yeah. A Other, crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Stream my music too. Like, That'll do the trick. That'd, that'd be cool. Even though Spotify just rips off every artist ever. So, but, yeah, dude. That's a nut. Yeah, that's that's, that's a totally whole fucked up. <laughs> but um, you see, like Joni Mitchell and oh yeah, Neil Young and all them were like oh yeah, the whole uh, the whole Joe Rogan yeah. controversy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like my thing is like as much as Joe Rogan is cringe and stupid, mm-hmm. like all like I mean, like Neil Young isn't. Neil Young and Joni Mitchell are not exactly bringing the type of money that Joe Rogan is to them. No, so I get why they even. did. They're like, yeah, fucking, yeah, you're, yeah, you can take your music off. Here. Yeah, just, you know? hey, bye. I guess they're. Uh, I guess they did have a two billion dollar loss. Uh, Spotify did as a result of that. Really? Yeah, I think it was also some other factors. Like there were some other artists, and then it was just also kind of this whole like trend that was happening. Uh, um, it's all sorts of silly bullshit, culture war stuff. Yeah, I mean they acquired. I think they acquired acquired Rogan for like. 100 million or oh, something yeah. so like they have to be getting like a 10 times their investment back oh, yeah. like yearly otherwise right? what's the point right <laughs> exactly well, if you can't like, overly exploit people for their worth and like <laughs> then, what are you even doing yeah, this for you're just failing that's the yeah. point well shit i, I kind of wanted to bring it back to um so uh i think we talked about like some other not only just like you know uh monetary uh buy-in to this because i think that is going to be obviously very important like please come to these events and like help spread the love but also if you're one of these people that are also experiencing poverty um are there going to be like volunteer opportunities that we can do like what what are kind of things that we can do uh, that we can mobilize ourselves to actually um help here i mean organize shit yourself as well Mm. above all else like be be a part of this you know be a cog in this in Mm -hmm. this machine but like fucking throw your own thing too like yeah it's like i don't care like I, i'm not gonna get mad if someone else throws a show and then like yeah. you you know like that's not what it's about yeah right? it's, it's about- never it's never been about me mm-hmm. you know awesome it, even in like my own like my own music that's why i wear a mask because it's not mm-hmm. about me so yeah. there there's this weird thing of like there's a fan there's like a fan to be a fan of something now is like how interested in, in this person's life are you? Yeah. And I think that's stupid. Yeah, it is. Because everyone is like, everyone is, everyone has skeletons, everyone is imperfect, mm-hmm. and no one's going to be exactly how you want them to be, yeah. especially famous, famous egoed out like superstars. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, that's why I wear a mask because it's, mm-hmm. it's about the music. Just as much as this is like, this is about helping people. Yeah. It's never been about me. That's fucking important. I love that shit because it's too easy to get bogged down in that. That that, that ego grip is easy on a lot of us. And I, I think it's valuable that you're actively trying to avoid that um, and actively trying to focus more on the actual content itself and the actual you know value that you're trying to get out of it. Totally. Know? I love it. Uh, that actually, it's interesting because uh, this kind of brings me to talking to you about music in general. Be honest, because yeah. um, you know I've often used music as a way to like form my identity. It wasn't until like I don't know recently that I realized like oh wait I actually have to do music in order to be considered a musician. But yeah. like there was so much value in it for me. So I'm I'm curious to hear like about your musical journey. Also like uh, what is it about like rap that like really really sticks with you that is, is so valuable to you? Rap right now is the uh, is that the uh, the height of every 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 
mo- like the the largest majority of great artists are mm. making rap right now. It's true. Like like the the best artists in the world right now are making rap music. Yeah. Or like point. making clothes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> or making clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like like uh like Rick Owens or whoever. Mm. Like those are like fucking Kendrick Lamar, Kanye, like all mm. these these people are like the greatest artists in the world right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and that that is very attractive to me. Okay. And also I have an like you know that like I got into rap uh in like ninth grade. I became obsessed with it, right? Mm. Just like every other like white man like white <laughs> boy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um and so like I I just studied it religiously. And then I found out what sampling was. Mm. And then I got into song uh funk and soul. Yeah. And then jazz. Um and then like noise and power electronics and yeah. like folk music eventually and country and I got into everything that I like, mm. which is like a huge I love everything, man. Yeah. Music, uh and I'm not someone who just says that. Like I really enjoy like most you can find something to value in any genre. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's super important. I th- I think that's amazing. Totally. Um yeah, dude. It's 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 interesting how much like uh if you tried to ask someone like do you like music? It's just a stupid question, right? Yeah. Cuz everyone loves music or everyone like connects and relates to music, but it's so unique to actually be able to create music yeah. and to actually be able to express yourself. I don't way. I don't people I don't feel like most people love music also. I guess that's a good point. I feel yeah. like people. I, I feel like people uh, try music on. Yeah, like a nice pair of like socks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and like the, it, people like use music to like say something about themselves. Yeah, you know, like this is my identity. That's I think true. I, I think that's a big. I think that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you're alone. You were alone in that. Yeah. Um. So they weren't really. They're not really connecting with it. They're not. Actually, yeah, and I don't mean to generalize, but like I, yeah. I see a lot of people, you know, who like share stuff mm-hmm. you know like a, some guy shared my song a couple weeks ago and was mm-hmm. like see this like people be so surprised when i play ma- this mainstream artist and then <laughs> this guy like you're yeah. not like you, you don't even enjoy it you're just yeah, like using just, it as a badge <laughs> of like i'm different look and that's makes, corny to me makes him a little bit interesting but not even exactly. Yeah. yeah. And my music's not like, you know, I'm not, ex- I'm not fucking John Cage or what. I'm not like some <laughs> avant-garde composer guy. Like I, I make rap. Yeah. You know? like, it's not like the most crazy shit. Uh-huh. And yet people are trying to use it as a, yeah. As a way to make themselves seem unique. Exactly. It's interesting, but I don't know. I, I think the thing that's been so hard in terms of like, you know, cause I'm, you know, I'm still in a band and everything like that. And mm-hmm. it's been hard about, music in this space right now is so everyone is making rap everyone's making rap yeah everyone's making rap yeah. i've told myself a couple times like i should write a rap song <laughs> like i can't do it that's for you sure could produce, <laughs> you could produce rap i probably yeah i mean yeah it takes a little bit of effort but you go to looperman.com dude looperman.com look up uh juice world guitar get an <laughs> eight bar loop at this at 150 bpm uh-huh Drum, hi-hat, trap hi-hats, yep. trap drums, trap bass. And then bada bing, bada boom. boom. Sell it for 50 bucks. He just made 50 bucks out of five minutes of work. <laughs> Easily. Holy shit. And it's, that's amazing. Now you're, now you're like on a song. Now people, now you're like a producer. You know? Interesting. It's that yeah. easy. 
That's amazing. I'll, honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, I don't really do that. Like, I won't. put time. Yeah, in if you're gonna do it, <laughs> I'd but. prefer to actually have it be meaningful to me. But honestly, I I think it's super impressive and super valuable that I mean, you've been able to essentially quit a day job and make this your your main source of income now, right? Yeah, you're producing. That is a huge step. That yeah, is so fucking valuable, dude. Yeah, do you know why? How, why? I'm fucking really good. Yeah, like, not to. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but I'm very good you at what I do. You need to toot your own horn. Yeah, you, like I, that's the something that's been so hard about. Like, Fairly, yeah. Like I know, like I know that I'm really good at that. Yeah, that's why I say that. I love your music, dude. Thank I, you, bro. I really, I really, Thank you. I really find you to be very talented. I'm glad you enjoy it. Man. Hell yeah, I, I, I love it, and I. I, I want to speak to the fact that like if you're ever creating anything like you you have to also you know obviously you have to know if you if you sound like shit or if you're really good or what yes. but like you have to have some sort of pride in what you're doing and you yeah. have to know that you are doing something that you find valuable yeah you have to have confidence in yourself not yeah. like as a musician just in yourself as yeah. you are mm-hmm. in order to even try something that you might eventually be good at yeah right mm-hmm like there, you there has to be a confidence there to be aggressively bad at something for a long time <laughs> yes. and then be good at, you know. Yes, and that that being aggressively bad at it is so important, even no matter yes. how fucking hard it is. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been doing rap? Uh, two years now. Okay. But this nice. this this is my third year. Okay, sweet. Yeah. That's fucking dope, dude. Junior year. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Junior year of rap. Yeah. Well, like. What are you, I guess what are your goals with it? Like what you know, are you are you looking to totally monetize this this brand and like kind of uh, you know become a rap star, I guess. I would like enough agency um to live wherever I want mm. and never work again. Yeah. And help feed the homeless, clothe the homeless, house the homeless. Fuck yeah. Take care of any mer- medical emergencies by my mom a new car, new house. Um, that's, you know, if I don't get that far, it's okay. Yeah. But like, I would like to, I would like to have the, not just the money, but the money and the agency, um, to be able to take care of my family mm-hmm. and to take care of other artists that I think that I deem like really fucking good Yeah. to be like, I'm going to give you this distribution deal mm-hmm. and I'm going to take this amount of money Yeah. and I'm not going to fuck you over. Like if you got in a 360 deal with like Empire or mm-hmm. Atlantic Records, you know? Shit, yeah. That'd be amazing. It, it's so sad to me that, uh, for one thing, that, you know, that agency that you're seeking and, uh, you know, having money is inextricably linked, you know? I think that's something that... It's shitty, man. People really need. But I don't, is it, in, is it, like, control? Yeah, like, you can be, I, I think, I think you don't have to be famous to have money. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that's something that like is a valuable thing to realize. Oh, yeah. It's like you fame is kind of terrifying in itself. Fame's terrible. Fame would yeah. be like the little amount of fame. Like, dude, the, the most embarrassing thing ever was like my buddy. My buddy invited me to a strip club like two years ago. Right. Yeah. And I was like, fucking whatever. I've yeah. never been. It'd, it'd yeah. be cool. Right. Try it out. Um, And this dude was like. Oh shit! Are you Jules, dude? I, hell yeah! You made hell yeah with PJ the Giant, right? And I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Yeah. And he's like, and he gave me like twelve dollars in singles, and I was like, "God, <laughs> you're like this is so crazy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Dude, don't fucking what are you doing?" <laughs> and you know, as as you just get better and better, it's that's gonna become more and more common. You're gonna yeah, get used to it at some point. That's why I wear the mask. 
Ah, uh, that's a good point. It's another reason. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually really like that. Um, that kind of vibe and that idea. Yeah, I appreciate you even being willing to do this with me. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, and I, I really hope that this can help kind of launch the message for what you're trying to do yes. for the homeless people because um, I, I really do find that extremely valuable and I love your viewpoints on on homelessness and just like on society and culture at large. That's that's why I'm, I'm absolutely happy to have you on this podcast because, yeah. you know, I think I think we we share a lot of the same ideals and so it's not very difficult for us to come up with a, like a shared vision for humanity. For sure. Um, and obviously like you've, you've got this foundation of kindness and empathy for, you know, for these people. Um, I don't even think it's like, I think empathy is important. Yeah. Dude. Kind of like kindness is minutia, man. It's what do like, you mean? It's like, you don't need to be kind. Interesting. You, you need to like, you need to do what's right. Yeah. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. like the like politeness is, will get you politeness will get you nowhere. Yeah, it's a it's a it's formality. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all fat. Yeah, you don't need it. It's kind of I, I think, and the, the people who are the worst mm-hmm. disguise themselves with that formality, with, yeah. that, with that politeness, and they're I, like when people ignore homeless people, they're like, oh, uh, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I think I there needs to be a distinction there between politeness and kindness because For sure. I think that's something I'm really trying to find on my own actually because um, you know I've, I've kind of taken on this mantra of like kindness without boundaries is self-destruction for one thing. yes and then I just the, that point that you brought up of you know you can be polite and you're not really being kind mm-hmm. you know you're just trying to uh, act in self-preservation at that point totally. and uh, I think I think finding that distinction is going to be a, a is kind of a, foc- a focus of this podcast. Um, and I feel like what you're doing is a clear uh, example of that distinction because it's not about being polite to homeless people. You're not going out saying, all right, cool guys, make sure you just uh, tell a homeless person that they, they look nice today because that, that'll do it. Oh, yo, <laughs> here's $2, bro. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, That's not kindness. Yeah. And so um, that... I think what you're really doing is kindness. I think that you, it man. really is coming from a place of honesty and that's what's important to me and that's what's resonating with me. So I value, Thank value you. you for that. It means a lot. Hell yeah, dude. Thank okay. you so much.